It's Twins Guardians with the AL Central on the line. Now, the Twins have more to lose than they have to gain, but they have to show up. This is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I am your host, Brandon Warren, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A couple of quick housekeeping items. We are going to try to be active in the comments. So again, feel free to share your opinions with us on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever else you can get a hold of us. Also, too, if you have questions you want asked and answered on the show, feel free to send them to me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warner at Locked On Twins, and we'd be happy to talk to you, find out where your mind is at with the local nine and all that fun stuff. Also, Twins post-game minutes uh, after most games, just kind of break down what happened, try to give a little bit of – context as to where it leaves the twins after each game but beyond that we will also give you a stat that you won't hear anywhere else now twins open it up with the guardians on monday the day this comes out it's a 510 first pitch pablo lopez against lucas giolito and what you're gonna see is uh you know giolito basically showing the twins what they might have missed out on if they had claimed him but you can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. So news du jour, how we open shows sometimes and how it relates to the Twins. Uh, twins roster stuff. Louis Varland up, Cole Sands down. Sands did a nice job soaking up innings for the Twins in the Texas Rangers finale. But now Louis Varland will probably come up in a more power reliever role. He was working in relief in St. Paul, and in fact, his last outing, He worked uh, multiple innings and was touching uh, 100 with his fastball. So, I mean, it's going to be curious to see where that'll sit now with some uh, adrenaline pumping, certainly probably more so than when he was pitching for the Saints. But the fact that he got up there to 100, especially now when the Twins need some power arms in the back, uh, is going to be interesting. So excited to see what Louie has to offer. And obviously this was lined up in a way to make it happen in the Cleveland series, the most pivotal series of the season. Chris Paddock beginning a minor league rehab on Wednesday, probably with the saints, but it's going to be three innings, maybe a few outings. And then we'll see if he ends up in the bullpen too. He does have the kind of repertoire that would play up in the bullpen. So more reinforcements there. Also Brock Stewart throwing a 25 pitch bullpen. Speaking of bullpen reinforcements, So we'll see how far he is along as the season progresses down the stretch. But another arm, the Twins, would really like to get into commission with the big league club. Byron Buxton not going on the road trip with the Saints that starts tomorrow. But we'll stay back and get treatment. But it doesn't sound like it's a he's waiting for the team to get back thing, which is good because they're gone for two weeks. So uh, he'll join them wherever they're at on the trip. It's a multi-team road trip or or multi-city road trip. So um, he'll work on his knee and, and I feel like they, uh, or actually it sounded like that, uh, center field was not out of the picture. So 
still in that mix, but we'll see. Alex Kirilov's rehab going to be a couple more days at St. Paul. Got to get him into full games, but beyond that, I think he's progressing nicely. All right, as far as league on a whole, uh, Guardians take two of three from the Rays, so they come in five down, meaning if they sweep the Twins, they will be two down. Twins eight up if they sweep, and then everything else in the middle is in play. Um, Probably not unreasonable to say the Guardians need a sweep here, and mostly just because if you take two of three, like you can feel good about it, but you still only picked up one game, and... At this point, the Twins are, you know, they're still playing hard, but they're also, in some respects, running out the clock. You know, at some point, you're out of games. You just can't come back from it. So um, great pitching matchups. We'll get into that in just a second. But uh, both teams putting out the best that they have to offer. It's going to be – I mean, this is what you should live for as a baseball fan. Um, certainly more so if you're a Twins fan than a Guardians fan because nobody wants to be five back in September, but still, this is what it's all about. This is what wanting to root for a competitive team is like. And so hopefully twins fans can enjoy it regardless of what happens. Tommy Pham slams his bat into a rack and uh pink, right? Pinky finger contusion did miss a game, but he's back. Now where that ties into the twins for me is that was a guy, a lot of people wanted for the twins to pick up to mash lefties, He's struggled a bit with the Diamondbacks in over 100 plate appearances. He's hitting 233 with a 279 on base and a 408 slugging. So, um, not much of a difference maker, though. With that said, I don't know how much of that balances out to versus righties or lefties. But again, has not been um, as big of a difference maker as I think Arizona had hoped for. Um, and if you look in the standings, that's probably true as well. Uh, Max Scherzer will make his next start Wednesday against Houston. And so he'd left his start against the Twins. Uh, he hadn't even thrown 90 pitches, but won't miss a start. He was dealing with a forearm thing. So that'll be something to monitor moving forward. Uh, former Twins pitcher Casey Legumina back in the big leagues. He was traded to the Reds in the Kyle Farmer deal. Uh, he hurt his shoulder in mid-June, but he's now back in the big leagues to give the Reds a little depth in the bullpen. Uh, White Sox DFA'd Sebi Zavala, the catcher who you've Seen a fair bit of over the years, but uh, made his big league debut on May 25th, 2019 against the Twins and was hitting, uh, he was on the shelf, but hitting 155 with a 207 on base and a 304 slugging this season. So they're going to roll with Corey Lee and Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. So we'll see how that goes, but I, I don't think they're going to miss Zavala too much. And then Guardians, Tristan McKenzie. Had a bullpen over the weekend dealing with his UCL sprain. And I almost said Justin Bieber. Shane Bieber is also getting closer to facing hitters in live BP. Now, McKenzie, it's going to be a real challenge to get back before the end of the season. And that for the Guardians obviously stinks because he was expected to take a huge leap forward this season, but has not been able to get on the mound. Bieber has been dealing with right elbow inflammation since uh, mid-July. It sounds like he might have a chance to get back. The only issue here is there's just um, not that much time to uh, to make a dent in the division if things go the way they have and he's ready to come back in two weeks because at that point, if the Twins are up three, four games in two weeks, that's like a 99% playoff odds. So really, these two guys getting – back to healthy is 
good for Cleveland in the sense that they'll be ready. It's just that there may not be enough games for it to actually matter down the stretch. So Twins will miss those guys, obviously. And then, as we'll talk about here in a second, um, the guys they miss are going to be uh, – both teams lined up their rotations for this this series. Let's just – we'll say that much. Our friends over at Nutrafol would like to share a message with you. And it's um, – so it's men's grooming. And um, so if you – you know, if you're looking for something to kind of make that look uh, better and, um, you know, just uh, fill out your head of hair and that sort of thing, this is um, this is definitely the way to go. You don't have to choose, though, between your better hair health, better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that it promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. So if you're a man who thinks losing hair is inevitable, you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplements. Did you know 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's perfectly normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. So if you're tired of weakening or thinning hair, or you just want to get to your top potential with, uh, with that head of hair that you've got there, this is the way to go. Um, Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth improve the thickness like visibly and also visible scalp coverage improves all of this it's dermatologist recommended and it is clinically shown to improve your hair growth uh it, it, it's incredible it makes it thicker makes it look great um so go to nutrafol.com slash men and take their hair health wellness quiz so you can identify the causes of your thinning hair then Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of your thinning. It's like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, all that stuff, whole body health. So you can take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on MLB. So you can find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. And that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. And enter the promo code locked on MLB. One more time, that's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code locked on MLB. Now we're coming into the bullpen. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the show as the week goes on. We have another Twins former prospect who's going to hop on the show, Tom Hackamer. So we are working on scheduling that. But other than that, this Guardian series is going to be incredible baseball to watch. Hopefully the Twins show up. Hopefully they show out. But Twins Guardians open the series Monday at 5.10 p.m. It's Pablo Day against Lucas Giolito. Twins have obviously seen a lot of Giolito against the White Sox. And if they can get the ball up in the air, he has shown a penchant for giving up home runs. So we'll see how that goes. But you can catch every pitch of the Twins hometown broadcast with, well, it was uh, Chris Atterbury and Paul Molitor in the Ranger series. So we'll see who it is in this one, but you can find them on SXM, uh, Sirius XM on the SXM app, just search Twins. So Twins take two of three from the Rangers. And I know there were some people who weren't super in love with how the game was managed. Twins lose 6-5. And if you look at the list of pitchers the Twins used out of the bullpen, it's a short list. 
Cole Sands, Cody Funderburg, Josh Winder. So Kent Maeda got out by the skin of his teeth, five innings, three earned, uh, 80 pitches. To be in the game at that point was pretty incredible considering that Maeda gave up three in the first inning and looked like he could have given up three in any subsequent inning. So he did pretty much everything the Twins needed him to following the first inning. But um, Twins walked off in the ninth. Josh Winder gives up a walk-off homer to Adolis Garcia. Just an absolute tank job. Um, also, Garcia's 100th RBI of the season, which is incredible because there's still the bulk of September to go. But, yeah, Josh Winder didn't waste too much time giving up that homer. Um and that was that. But uh, what it did, so Kent Maeda making the last start against the Rangers and using this bullpen means that the Twins can come into the series all set up pitching-wise, all set up bullpen-wise, all set up, you name it. So you, you, if you're a Guardians fan, will not see Dallas Keuchel and you won't see Kent Maeda. For the Twins' sake, uh, that's exactly what they want. And from the bullpen side of things, um, Duran, Jax, Pagan, and Thielbar all got a day off after working on Saturday. And in fact, Thielbar, Jax, and Duran had worked three of the last four. So ample workloads for those guys. Uh, Pagan had worked in three of the last five days. Um, twins off Thursday. So not, not three of the last four with that off day, but, um, three of the last four days. And so they're they're more or less just kind of rip roaring ready to go. Anybody should be available. Anybody should be where they need them to. So it'll just basically come down to, you know, uh, what kind of outing Pablo gives them. Because I mean, it would really truly be ideal if he could go seven eight innings, turn it over to the back end of the bullpen for a W, and uh, still keep a lot of the bullpen intact for the rest of the series. Because again, it's going to be really good pitching matchups all three games. So to have the rotation lined up perfectly and to have the bullpen a hundred percent ready to go. Um, I don't think you can overstate what that means from a preparation standpoint. Now, again, people will say, Oh, if they don't win all three games, what happened? Well, preparation is just getting yourself ready. Uh, they can be hundred percent prepared and still lose. Cause it's just kind of how it goes. So I will, I will be curious to see how the series goes just from a obviously results standpoint and to see if the twins can, probably for the first time all season step on the gas pedal and in some respects step on Cleveland's throats too, because the twins have just not shown that tendency, that desire to run away with the division. And I feel like Chicago obviously was willing to let that happen, Detroit, Kansas city, et cetera. But Cleveland is hanging around just enough to be annoying. And that's what a team like Cleveland is, is annoying. I mean, um, also, too, like like the the waiver claims don't bother me. The the three guys they got, I mean, they they literally revamped a pitching staff on the fly. I'm more annoyed with the Angels for dumping the guys the way they did. But then you know the the Guardians. I don't want to say punted the deadline. Uh, you know, Aaron Savali shoved for the race today. So if Giolito pitches poorly. That's certainly going to be a talking point. But um, it's just strange to see the team kind of push their chips in 
later in the season further back than they were at the deadline when they decided to dump Aaron Savali. And certainly Kyle Manzardo is a good prospect. They got a good first base prospect for him. But it just, I, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. But if you're still hanging around and there's only going to, you know, it's only going to cost you a few million dollars in salary to pick these guys up. I mean, there's no harm in it. They follow the rules. So I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I just, uh, it's a little puzzling to go that way. Anyway, uh, Pablo against Giolito. Then it's going to be Sonner, Sonny Gray against Tanner Bybee. And then Joe Ryan against Gavin Williams. Williams only went one inning last time out, came out after making a play in the first inning, didn't go back out for the second. So Twins have not actually got that great of a look at him. So that'll be an interesting one because Williams, um, obviously one of the better pitching prospects in baseball. Um, also, Twins will miss Cal Quantrill, Logan Allen, and Xavion Curry. Curry, the Twins got to last time out. But those are the three that, uh, if you're the Guardians, you probably would want the Twins to miss, and then vice versa with Keichel and Maeda. So both teams, again, lined up exactly the way you want it. Um, all the guys getting the day offs, days off help. I'm, I'm, again, excited to see what Louis Varlin can bring as a reliever and, and what kind of role they're going to put him in because the stuff is there to the point where if he can keep it in the ballpark, I mean, he could have a Griffin Jacks effect. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as, as good Griffin Jacks, um, but bad Griffin Jacks has also been pretty bad of late. Uh, it's kind of every other day. But again, uh, if Varlin's stuff is legit, that helps so much, especially with um, if they can bring back Brock Stewart. You know, that, that puts their bullpen in a really, really strong spot. Now, whose bullpen is not in a really strong spot? Cleveland. And so they're coming off. I mean, it's a series they took two or three from the Rays, but they had to scrap. They had to claw. They had to fight. And that's what they do. You know, it's, that's what Cleveland's Cleveland's good for. Um, Class A's worked two of the last three, three, sorry, and then four of the last six um, days, not games. Uh, Stefan has worked four of the last six days, including 21 in the last Sunday. Um, Ronaldo Lopez has only pitched once with the Guardians. He should be good to go. Uh, Eniel De Los Santos pitched on Saturday. Uh, they used like the entire bullpen Saturday, and every single reliever has worked in the last two days, if not both. So Eli Morgan will be down after throwing 31. Sandlin threw 35 over the last two. Um, Moore, just like Lopez, has appeared once. Uh, that was in Saturday's win. Henches has worked the last two. So this is going to be – they're going to need six from Giolito. And if it's the Giolito that the Twins have seen and handled, um, it might be six innings, six earned on a couple of homers, which uh, I think Twins fans would – Certainly take. So um, they got the rotation lined up, but their bullpen, I'm not going to say it's in shambles, but it's certainly not where they would like it. Also, too, we seem to still hear a lot of the health narrative. Twins have stayed healthy while the Guardians have had to deal with injuries. And I just don't think that could be any less true. Um, we talked about Bieber and McKenzie, both on the 60-day IL, uh, progressing towards returns, but um, who knows if or when we'll see those. They only have one other player on the injured list, and he's been there for about three weeks, Michael Kelly, relief pitcher, 
uh, for agent they brought in this offseason from Philadelphia. Other than that, this team is 100% healthy on the position player front. And honestly, I mean, yeah, it stinks that it's Bieber and McKenzie, but their pitching staff in general is is not uh, not in as bad a shape as I think we may have been led to believe during the season. So meanwhile, the Twins, and we keep talking about all the rehab stints and all that stuff that they're working on, um, but they're right now, they have seven, count them, seven pitchers on the injured list. Cantorino, you could you don't have to count, Malley, Paddock, Alcala, De Leon, Ortega, and Stewart. Certainly not all of those affecting things the same, but all guys who are injured, it's it's not a narrative thing. It's a legit thing that has happened. And then position players, five. Kirilov, Miranda, Gordon, Buxton, Michael A. Taylor. I mean, that's 55.6% of what would be a pretty good everyday lineup. So the narrative that only the Guardians have had to deal with injuries in this race uh, is downright hysterical. Like, it's not – it couldn't be less true than the Twins have dealt with no bad luck because also has Buxton struggled, especially down the stretch. And then uh, Carlos Correa, you know, your $30 million shortstop, not having the best year defensively. He's been fine, but I don't know. I just, I I think it's, it's kind of like it's been the opposite season for the twins and guardians in the sense that the guardians have had more difficult things happen to them. Uh, And certainly injuries have been part of it. McKenzie's barely pitched. Bieber's been out for half the year. But I feel like that logic maybe wasn't applied last year when the Twins went through that stuff. And Tyler Thornburg was throwing innings for the Twins in the middle of the season and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just funny how the narrative can change at any given time. Playoffs around the corner. And so if you have a season-long team that's still going, good for you. But if you are like the rest of us who – very long ago, let the ship sail on this fantasy season. Here's how you can stay in the game. Uh, playoffs are around the corner, and the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is right now. You get studs like Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting the ball 122 miles per hour, and Mookie Betts trying to steal the MVP from him, and Shohei Otani, who even without pitching is – going to make an incredible amount of money this offseason. But you can pick more or less on stats for these guys, home runs, hits, strikeouts, whatever you want, for up to 100 times the payout of your the, the money you've put out. So get your picks right, and you could win big. Again, if you want to win 100 times your money, uh, you can you can just stack these guys up, you know, up to – I believe it's up to nine guys that you can have. Um, so, I mean – it all depends on your comfort level and your confidence level, which, uh, you know, some people don't have as much confidence as uh, others when it comes to building a fantasy team. But the nice thing is this isn't season long. This is just daily. So check it out. Uh, use the promo code locked on on the app and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. So terms and conditions apply, but if you see sleepers to terms of use for details, um, you can, uh, you can join. And so it's, it's, it's so much fun. Um, and you're limited really by your own creativity and the, um, the amount that you're willing to, uh, offer up there. So a uh, whole lot of fun. Again, use the promo code locked on, 
on the sleeper app and a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Okay. We're coming down the home stretch, uh, progressive field twins guardians for the opener. Uh, it's on Monday, uh, 5, 10 p.m., so you're going to get Pablo against Lucas Giolito. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Over the last two weeks, Twins 6-6, six and six, Guardians 7-5, and five, so Guardians one game up, in, or one game gained in the division, which goes to show that while the Twins have not played all that well, it is excessively difficult to erase deficits at this time of year. Should Twins fans feel good about a five-game lead? Yes. Should they feel infallible? No. But Fangrass says 94.6% with a five-game lead, uh, 0.2% for the Tigers right now with an eight-game deficit. So if we were to let's, – let's say the Twins sweep the Guardians and then suddenly they would also be eight games out um, – I think if the twins sweep them, you're looking at like a 0.1% chance because you look at the guardians at zero two now add three days and three fewer games left in the schedule. It, it would basically cancel out any chance the guardians would have. Now with that said, can the twins sweep? They haven't been, they haven't been super great on the road this year. They did take two or three in Texas against a Texas team that I just don't really understand right now. But the Twins are 31 and 37 away from home. So they've been okay. I mean, it's not terrible on the road, but it's not, you know, it's not life-changing either. But we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes. If the Twins can sweep, I would say that, yeah, that drops the odds to like 0.1%. Now, if they, if the Guardians sweep and get it within two, um, like, I don't know, let's, let's find another divisional race where uh, a team is down two right now. Uh, and then at that point, we can kind of just guess based on, um, you know, the rest the rest of the way this is all going to go. Um, let's see. Right now, it's not giving me the standings I want. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be, let's see, Tampa's two and a half. Texas and Houston are game out. We'll just check where Tampa is right now because that's probably going to be the closest approximation as to where the Twins could be in three days. Um, 31.5% for the Rays who are down two and a half. So I feel like a sweep would hurt the Twins' chances significantly, but it wouldn't drop it to the point where the teams are even, which, again, they're not even. They're two games apart in the in the standings. But um, – this is, again, what you play for. This is what you should want to watch as a fan. Everything's at stake. And uh, so, yeah, the twin sweep, I think it's over. Um, and then let's just take a look quick at who's hot and who's not coming into the series. Over the last two weeks, the Twins have four hitters with an OPS over 1,000. And you can probably guess the usual suspects. No, not Carlos Correa. But how about Royce Lewis, 1,005. Corey Polanco, 1,014. And Max Kepler. 1032. In the last two weeks, Royce Lewis has six home runs and 16 runs batted in. So the Twins have driven in 70 runs, and 16 of them belong to Royce Lewis. Like just an incredible, 
incredible stretch. Uh, Jorge Polanco has done a tremendous job commanding the strike zone. Um, really, the guys struggling the most are, again, you know, who would you expect? Joey Gallo has zero hits in the last two weeks. Uh, zero for 13 with uh, some walks, a buck 88 on base, and, and nothing else to speak of. Uh, Jordan Luplo hit a big home run, but otherwise is hitting a buck 36. Christian Vasquez is two for 26 over that time frame. Um, so, yeah, a lot of guys quieting down. Edward Julien's had a, a tough stretch here where he struck out 18 times and just walked four. So, yeah, there'll be a lot to watch here. Uh, you know, what Carlos Correa shows up down the stretch. You know, we all know he's going through stuff. We're not trying to diminish or demean what he's capable of. It's just been a bit of a um, a bit of a struggle. Pablo, too, last two weeks, two starts. He's allowed eight earned in 11 innings. So, again, you know, this pitching staff, 455 ERA uh, team has gone 6-6. Six and six. There's certainly room for improvement. There's certainly room for, you know, some other guys to take steps forward. Um, you know, I'd like to see Edouard Julien start swinging it a little better. Matt Wallner, too, um, 736 OPS, but a 182 average and a 364 slugging. He's actually got a higher on base, 372. Um, so again, he's not driving the baseball either. So the twins are a group of haves and have nots right now. There's some guys who are really swinging it well. Um, unfortunately, Michael A. Taylor going on the injury list. He was one of those guys, uh, four home runs in the last two weeks, but, um, in general, uh, offense has been solid. Pitching staff has been acceptable and that's how you go six and six and spend pretty much the entire season at or around 500. Now, before we get out of here, Guardians, Bo Naylor has been a man ablaze the last two weeks with 1,064 OPS. But beyond that, Gabriel or Gabriel Arias, Gabriel Arias, Arias, I, I'm going to get killed for that one. Um, 945 OPS in the last two weeks, not taking any walks though. So can be exploited at the plate. The rest of the offense, other than Ramon Laureano, has really really struggled. So again, if the twins can keep the score down, they, um, or if they can keep the guardians offense down, especially Bo Naylor and Arias, um, they've got a really good chance to come out of this series in good shape. Um, Bybee has made two starts in the last two weeks, four earned in 11 innings. Um, but yeah, the guys, the twins will miss Xavier Curry, nine, six, four, Logan Allen, 9.0, and Cal Quantrill only made one start. It was pretty good, but he struggled in general. Um, so, yeah, Guardians getting their best guys going for this series. And um, it'll, be, it'll be curious to see how Gavin Williams fares because uh, Twins were getting to him. He got hurt. It was a chance for Royce to hit that third straight Grand Slam, and he didn't. Um but yeah, the the Guardians pitching has not been all that great the last two weeks either. A four six two ERA and a six ninety four OPS, and they're somehow seven and five. So they always seem to find a way. They always seem to make it happen. Um, so let's just hope it's not over these next two days. Again, thanks so much for being an everydayer. Please make sure to check back during the week. We'll have ample ample coverage of this Twins Guardians series. And not only that, we are going to talk to Tom Hackmer. Uh, and a few other former twins, guys, prospects, big leaguers, and that sort of thing. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we're going to work on a lot of those guests into the offseason, too, to kind of mix them in when uh, there's no baseball going on. 
and no free agency moves happening. So we'll see what is on the short-term docket here, but uh, a lot to get excited about, a lot to have fun with here. And it starts with the Twins and Guardians in this opener. So that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, make sure to check back later on for Locked On Twins uh, post-game minute. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure you follow out Locked On Twins at Brandon underscore Warren. Like, subscribe, give us a five-star review or rating. Easy for me to say on whatever platform you're listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Leave a comment. We'd love to hang out with you. But otherwise... It's uh, it's it. It's time. Twins need to go take care of business against Cleveland. And you've been listening and watching Locked on Twins.